2: to Musicals Told Me Everything I Know, the podcast where we talk about musicals and all of the things that they teach us. I am your host, Zane C. Webber, here with regular host Miranda Selwood, and that's it. Just the two of us today, because the other people are doing other people things, and we don't want to know what that is, because it's not talking about musicals. No. But we have a very special guest with us today. We have none other than... Miranda Toya. How are you going? Very well, thanks. How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, so, we are talking about a musical today. Mm. Yes. And that musical's name is?
3: It is The King and I.
0: Otherwise known as Randit and Miranda.
3: The Reign and Miranda show. Exactly goodness. right.
2: That's why we got you in, because you, of course, are I and Miranda is the king.
0: Pretty
1: close. Yes. <laughs> Pretty almost, <laughs> close. Almost. Oh almost. 50-50. That's it. Um, <laughs> Toss that coin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did the show uh, fairly recently. In Two the, years ago? Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right.
3: Actually, I had the shirt out the other day. It's 2017. 2017,
1: wow.
0: four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is a long time ago. <laughs> um, Reindit, of course played King, I played uh the role of I. Um and my niece Astrid, shout out to Astrid, played one of your many children.
3: Yes. yeah. And also was my son was there and my nephew as well.
0: Yeah. It was a real family affair. It and was a fun. L- a
3: little strangely, one of my wives was my sister.
0: That's
2: oh. yeah. So it, was, weird. it was a bit awkward. Well let's not dwell on it too much. <laughs> <right? laughs> Let's get to know a little bit about you and hopefully not too much about you and your sister. (laughs) Uh, It is
0: now time for my favourite moment to sing this song on this episode. (laughs) Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. And today we went with a much more character-appropriate getting to know you rendition. Oh, it was, it was very, <laughs>
3: very pretty and lyrical.
0: Did it bring back some memories for you, Rendition?
3: It did. It actually, it brought memories back from a very long time ago. So, from when I first started started on stage, my first show was The King and I. Wow! And I was one of the, I was the youngest kid, <laughs> um, and that began everything for me. So. Yes, that song has very uh, warm feelings for me.
0: Uh, Oh.
2: Well, enough of that sap. (laughs) (laughs) Which musical character would other people compare you to?
3: Oh, this... I, I really struggled with this one. Actually, I had to. I had to speak to my wife and go, "What would you say?" Because um, I had, I didn't have a clue. Um, she she reckons Christoph as long as <laughs> as long as he's the one, the one with the moose. Oh right, yeah, yeah, uh, or the caribou, not sure what animal.
2: Kristoff, Kristoff is the, the one, one. with the reindeer,
3: yeah, yeah. Oh, one of the reindeer. Oh, the one with the reindeer. Cool, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. reindeers are better than people.
2: Yes, he's the ice merchant. <laughs> that's true that's
3: right <laughs> so yes I couldn't think for myself on that one. No, well, that, um, that's
2: what that one's about what, what do you think other people would compare you yeah, to yeah
3: and I was too scared to send a message to my daughter asking her cause I would, <laughs> it would just be not worth it
2: <laughs> well what musical character would you like other people to compare you to
3: uh, I would love people to compare me to Cosmo Brown from, from uh, Singing in the Rain that what's your tapping me. like I'm a tap dancer excellent <laughs> well that, there you go you're halfway there so yes it
0: would be amazing. A very accomplished <laughs> tap dancer. A skill which, unfortunately, we were unable to put into the King and I. Yes. But,
2: um, I'm sure you petitioned pretty hard for it, though.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no there were some moments yeah. where yeah. I was like, "Waltz two, three, waltz two, three, tap a, tap a, tap a, tap a, two, three. I think it would have worked.
3: We could have got it in. And then Ben, the MD, was talking the whole time about trying to get trying to get it in there. Yes. I would love to write a version of this with some tap dancing.
2: Yeah. Look, uh look as long as no one knows about it, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your dream role?
3: Oh it's a tough one. Um definitely a lot of the a lot of the roles I've always wanted to play have always come from the fact that I, you know, I've got brown skin. All the people that I saw in the shows that I used to watch, like all the leads were all white people. Of course, yeah. And so all of these roles, like the king, and that those are all the roles that I looked at as a kid and went, whoa, I could do that one. I could <laughs> do that one. So so most of the big roles that I still w- would like to play are all... So I'd love to play Emil in South Pacific. Yeah. I yeah. thought um, so, oh, that'd just be great. Um, and... I wouldn't. I would really like to play Tevya. That would be very cool. Nice. But yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a gun, and I don't really think I've got the musical chops for it. But I would love to do Javert. He's just, oh. he is freaking awesome.
0: I, I, I think Tevya Crow-
3: and, and, uh,
2: and- if Russell
0: Crowe can play Javert. <laughs> anybody could play Javert. Well, Are we saying I that Russell
2: talk- Crowe played Javert?
0: Oh, good point. Good point. Sorry. <laughs> No, you're right. Yeah. Yes. Uh
2: no, I, I, I can definitely see you as a Javert. Um
0: I can't, you know, because you're too lovable. <laughs> I don't I don't want to squash you. on your dreams, but unfortunately your smile is too smiley and your face is too happy.
2: <laughs> well, if you just didn't smile, that's true. You can't. No, oh, I'm god. Smile. Yeah, oh god. He was the happiest king that's ever been in the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, what is your favourite Sondheim show?
3: Oh, Luke, uh, Growing up a dancer, it's always been West Side Story for me. Yes. Yes. It's always yeah. been. And again, there's lots of brown people in that. I could yeah. be in that one. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, and then probably a very close second would be... Um, a blank now, company into uh, the woods. No, no, G-P-C. no. Gypsy, the gypsy. What's
2: this? Uh, Miranda has a vested <laughs> interest in what your pick is. I can't remember. S- Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. God, yeah,
3: that's no, it. Yeah. I'm sitting there thinking. Oh, Fleet Street So, uh, Come on What is it <laughs> <laughs> So right. yeah I did a show Years ago That was a, Like a tribute To Sondheim mm-hmm. And I got to sing A song in there And I was like Whoa That was really cool And then we did Some of the Some of the stuff From Sweeney Todd And I was like blown away Yeah, so, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, What's your go-to Shower song At the moment
3: It is Mr Bojangles Surprise surprise Yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, (laughs) having just met you, I am surprised. But you know, (laughs) knowing that you are you're a tap dancer, maybe I'm not so surprised. Okay, so this is the controversial question—the question that you must answer and you must answer definitively. Sure. Uh, You have to delete one musical from existence. Uh, It can never have been made. It can never be made again, and it can't be Cats because Cats is already dead. (laughs) Yes, I heard that. Yeah, Yeah, it is.
3: Um, I didn't even need to get halfway through this question to know the answer. For me, <laughs> it's the Sound of Music. <gasps> wow! Okay, I know wow. so many people hate me because of it. But it's, what uh, is it that is particularly a- offends you? Oh, I think a lot of it is all the stuff with the kids, <laughs> which so is the terrible, movie. <laughs> which is terrible because my daughter was in it years ago, um, yeah. and I I ended up going to watch it four or five times, and I was just you are just a good <laughs> father.
0: That's what you are. Yeah, yes, I you. mean, I think <laughs> if
3: if you had to go watch a show that you weren't really
2: into four or five times, it might wear you down. Yeah, <laughs> it might wear you a down little. a little. Yeah, <laughs> I just
0: I don't know. It's it's such a staple in in a period that was a turning point for musical theatre. Yeah, I can't touch them. You just you can't. Unfortunately, Miranda, I know we can and we have, <laughs> oh, and no. it's gone. Yeah, I would, oh, be, I would no. be
2: touching it
3: all the way
0: out. <laughs>
2: I mean, there's a lot of staples oh. that have been thrown out in very similar fashion. That's
0: true. And I'm, in fact, Rogers and Hammerstein does get uh, a little bit of a kick every now and, and then. And yeah. not unfairly. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay. Well, I'm not allowed to argue with the guests. So <laughs> for that reason and that reason alone. <laughs> All right. We'll we allow you to move on. <laughs> I think we
2: know everything that we need to know about Reindit. So what we're going to do is we're going to play some music and we'll come back and we will start talking about The King and his eye. So I think first off, we need to start with the staple, which is two minutes to give us the entire plot and character summary of The King and I.
0: And just to be clear around it, the king and I and all the other characters, other people, not just the king's story. Yes, okay. There was a king. We were joking about this earlier. Um, Yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, if you if you could list. If you spend this time listing just the king, the names of all of his wives, and the names of all of his children, I would be equally impressed. Do they even
1: have <laughs> names? I don't think so. Uh,
2: if you've played the role, you should have given. No, them the, names. Children,
0: the children, the children. No, think. I don't. <laughs> <think. Yeah. laughs> they're like number one, yeah. yeah. them mm. literally. Anyway,
2: actually, I,
3: that's how the that's youngest how one, my king, numbered it, numbered the wives. We went one, two, three. <laughs> oh, Lady Tang had a name, and then the rest. <laughs> were Everyone else. Number two, number two. Wife three. number, yeah. 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 Okay, here we go. Go. <laughs> okay. So there's Anna, uh, comes from comes from Britain to Siam to teach the children and the wives of the king uh she meets the Kralahome who is the prime minister and the king's chief lackey um he takes them to the palace where they are to live but of course Anna objects because you know she's got it in her mind that she needs a house as well uh the king ignores her obviously because he's the king and that's what he does and introduces her to Lady Tiang his head wife all of his children and also Tup Tim who is a gift from Burma um A uh, gift of a woman from Burma, that's correct. Mm. Uh, Anna goes about teaching the kids all things about the importance of things like having a house, uh, which obviously gets the back of the king up. <laughs> and amongst other things, geography and science. So they learn about snow and that, which the Prince Jalalungkong doesn't believe is true, of course, because he's lived his whole life in Thailand, um, or Siam at the time. Oh, what else are we going... The King and Anna get into it over some minor contract issues, being the house. (laughs) Um, You know, he was obviously thinking she was doing this job for exposure, but (laughs) apparently not. Um, Meanwhile, Tup Tim has been secretly seeing her love, Luntar, who is the guy who brought her from from Burma, Um, and Anna, I think, Mm. spots that happening and kind of gets involved. Uh, The King hears that the British are coming, Uh, and he's obviously worried that they're going to try and take over the country really uh, so he chats with Anna about it, who convinces him to put his best foot forward. Cue funny moments.
1: Uh, and receive them
3: with European-style banquet, dressing the wives in European clothes. Cue more funny moments. Um, an old flame of Anna's arrives in the delegation, which sparks jealousy in the king. And I'm out of time, aren't I know.
0: Yeah. Oh there you are. We'll Too never know comments. what happens.
2: Yeah. The king's jealous.
3: And then the, the king dies.
0: <laughs> and then the king dies. <laughs> and Anna stays. That's right. She's uh, the queen. <laughs> I, I feel like we probably do need to cover the um, climactic point of the show, yes. which is the bit we've missed there. Yes. Um, so the British are coming. The British are coming. And we're going to throw a party because we need to make the natives look as British as possible for mm-hmm. the Britons to yes. accept them mm-hmm. and believe that they can run their own country. Um, the times they were. I mean, the, yeah.
2: the Britons are the small-minded ones here. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Um, yes, continue. Yes. from there
3: Well yeah they continue on from there They put on a play uh, or a ballet um, In which Tup Tim kind of has a go and at the king um, And then she promptly disappears The kings aren't upset with the show obviously Because it makes him out to be a barbarian And all the things that he didn't want the Britons to think about him um, afterwards, Anna and the king are discussing Tup Tim's runaway, uh, and she explains her unhappiness at being just another woman. The um, king explains that that's just the natural order of things, obviously, being the king and a man.
2: Because there's bees and there's flowers, yes, that sort of thing. That's correct. You don't that's need correct. to understand that you're a woman. Yes.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hashtag science. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then Anna explains her feelings about one man and one woman. They get into a dance. Cue the spontaneous applause, which comes from doing a simple polka. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not simple when Very, it has
0: that many turns in. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Very heartbreaking as a dancer to get spontaneous applause for that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I could do a hundred wings in a row, no no one two three, that. one two, yeah. that's all you can
3: <laughs> um and then the big thing happens where they find out that Tuptim Tim has been caught, and the king is going to whip her because of her dis because for dishonouring him um and Anna throws herself. In the end, physically in between the king and Tup Tim to stop the whipping, which does something not stated to the king, and he runs away. Um, Then it continues on that Anna decides, I'm out of here, this is enough, I'm gone. Uh, Lady Tiang comes down and catches her just before she leaves and gives her a letter from the king where he says he, that he respects her and all of those sorts of things and thanks her deeply for all of her hard work. And she comes rushing back to the palace to see him basically hand over to the prince and die. And that's about
0: it. It's a beautiful show. Mm. The very happy end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... By the way, that you
2: said, does something not stated, it definitely sounds like Anna, uh, Anna um, poisoned the king. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, in a way, she poisoned him with education. With reason. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, poisoned I,
2: him with civilization?
0: Question? Mark? Well, no, not necessarily <laughs> that, but it's just. Um you know she she came from some a world that's completely different mm. with completely different expectations of human behavior and what's good and right and um, they essentially the king and Anna come to argue about that over and over <laughs> and over <laughs> again just constantly yeah. um and I think in that moment it's it it's the moment where the king relinquishes that fight yes he. Yeah. He would you say he surrenders in a way to say obviously?
3: Yeah, Yeah, I think I think obviously, had Anna not been there, he would have whipped her. Not a not a question at all. She would have copped it really badly, and Anna because that's normal and right. On himself. Mm. Yeah, 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 that's right. And she, I think she turned a mirror on himself at the time when he was. The most stuck in his ways of, of his traditional ways and all of his upbringing and everything, she shone a light to him on that. Right as he was doing it, and he saw it, yeah, and it yeah, and it hurt him.
0: It shattered his poor little soul. Yeah,
3: because I, I think that's what it did. I thought as I was th- like learning fatally. about the character, fatally. Yeah. I, I,
0: <laughs> see, that's a little bit of a confusion. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've done the show. <laughs> and we're like, well, I don't yeah. know. His heart <laughs> broke. Yes. Is is how it it's I mean, often I, referred. I I would also yeah. just imagine
2: like he had a heart attack or a, or a stroke or something and it was like well
0: there's a lot of stress yeah. involved yeah. in yeah. realizing you're not the person you think you are especially yeah.
2: he's the king and he's yeah. wrong and so everything yeah. is wrong <laughs> and <laughs> wrong. yeah yeah
0: um, so the show is uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein, obviously, um, unless that's not obvious to you, in which case I've just taught you that. It's um, so <laughs> Rodgers and Hammerstein and um, it's one of the earlier ones in their their canon. Uh, so this, I want to say this is pre-Oklahoma, which is sort of recognised as the turning point of their move into highly political statement theatre mm. in a sense. Um as much as Rogers Rogers and Hammerstein does. Um but it's also a precursor to South Pacific in a lot of ways. And take, you know, this idea of looking at how different cultures exist in the world and um, prejudice and racism is actually something yeah. that Rogers and Hammerstein attempted over and over again to take on and um, attempted to give a positive light. And we look back at it now and go, oh, gee, but is, <laughs> uh, oh, um, yeah. Ew and this is one of those shows where you can clearly see that that the show is is displaying and portraying yeah. the um, the Taiwanese at the time, um, Siamese. Siamese. Siam. I, sorry, I just think of cats when I say that. It's terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, as a holistic people who have good values, they're just not the values of of Western culture. Mm. Yeah. And uh, working on the show, I think you find that a lot more, and that that these arguments between the king and and Anna, which basically mark are marking points throughout the show, are, are just that clash of cultures, yeah, yeah. and um, it's exacerbated by then that next level of the sexism, yeah. of yeah. well, Anna is just a woman.
2: I think, and I think that's like when we were reading <laughs> through just before we started recording, we were reading through some of the things that have been said, and it's like a, it was described as a romance, and we we're all like, "Is it <laughs>
0: no?" and this is actually one of the questions that's often brought up about this show and particularly the ending of the show is... Is there something going on between Anna and the king? Are they are they romantically involved? And it, this all comes to a head in the famous scene from this show. If you ask anybody yeah. about the king and I, they'll tell you about a giant dress <laughs> and um, a, a shoeless king yeah. dancing this huge circular dance that Polka. gets wild and out of control. <laughs> yeah. um, but the beautiful thing about that dance is it's such a uh, – a, a connecting moment between their two personalities mm. so the, the, the polka in itself and, and the, the concept of a man and woman dancing in this way, ballroom dancing yeah. um, is a very western proper you know ideal and it's something that's usually very you know perfect poised and, and poised and, yeah. yes and um, then the king has this raw energy that he brings to the polka and they end up having this this beautiful blended moment yeah. of their two energies and i think i think that's what really strikes people about that scene i think
2: it i mean i think it definitely reads as someone who hasn't done the show, as they are drawn to each other, but there isn't any, like... Like, nothing ever happens either off-screen or on. No. But it's like, I think if if Anna was a man, I don't think the story and the ideas that were playing out would have developed in the same way. as The fact that Anna is a woman and then him having to reconcile how he thinks about women and how he thinks about Anna at the end. Mm. And I think would, that is... Kind of communicated through that that attraction and being drawn to each other between a man and a woman. Um, so I think, I so I think there is an element of like, in inverted commas, romance, but it is definitely uh, a couple of tiers below the the ideas that they represent and they're trying to uh, kind of communicate to each other. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sounds fair. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's the thing. I wouldn't write it off as a romance, but I definitely wouldn't describe it primarily as a as romance. A romance. <laughs> no,
3: there's there's no. definitely something between the two of them, yeah, but they have a very I would say by the end, they have a very deep connection mm. but it's, whether it's, it's romantic or whether it's just intellectual
0: su- sort of yeah because they're
3: right? sparring partners all the way through
0: yes, just but that that is a classic romance storyline isn't it that's true that is true yeah (laughs) Yeah. I mean well I pull your hair because (laughs) I like you (laughs) I hate you
2: until I kiss you and then we like each other and then you do something bad and I hate you again and then at the end we got married
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um so as is almost unusual for a musical in the 1940s, no one gets married at the end of this show and some people might even tell you that means it's not a musical. Uh because that's one of the <laughs> one of the ingredients of a musical is the wedding at the end. Um It is based, I want to say loosely, on Margaret Landon's novel Anna and the King of Siam, Mm -hmm. which is based even more loosely on the real life memoirs of Anna Lyons never really learnt how to pronounce her name, which is very <laughs> sad for me, Leons <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me. Anna is close, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who was uh, actually the governess to the children um, of the King of Siam in the 1860s, and that is when it's set, it's set in, in period, um, and honestly that's one of the things that I think um, actresses and designers really love about this <laughs> show <laughs> and <it> why might... <laughs> why would that be um, big dresses and opulent sets. and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, The original production was specifically known for the big set and all the production values. It was yeah. a huge thing. Um, and it, it was very oriental in mm. a 1940s, 1950s yeah. way. The Western view of oriental. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but that's what attracted a lot of people to it because it had this... this amazing exotic oriental um, design and feel about it Um, and I think considering the time that it was written and and looking at it through that lens of it's an oriental inspired production of the 1940s the king of Siam and particularly his head wife are actually written very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, they have revised the script a fair bit in more recent revivals. But, um, Randy, you were saying before that it seems they actually put back in stuff. Yes, rather yes. than
3: I was reading one, of, in preparation for this, I was reading one of the reviews and in the review of the one at the Palladium in London, the guy writes that the script reinstates some lines from a discarded draft, So, which makes the characters play political predicament, more pronounced. He mentions, should he open his country up to foreign influence and everything? Or should he perhaps just build a wall around it and not let anyone in?
1: Should and he I trump thought, it? And I thought, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to check, it and it was like
3: 2018. I mean, I'm sure a wall so. would work. Like, <laughs> if as you as could long build as the high whole enough, thing, yeah. you know?
0: <laughs> Oh, dear. I just um,
3: cracked up, though, when I read that. I was like, oh.
0: <laughs> and such is the great um ongoing significance of the king and <laughs> i um, well speaking of ongoing
2: significance It won The Tony Award In its first year In in 1952 Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't win In the the 77 Broadway revival But In the 85 revival It won uh, Well Yul Brynner won uh, uh, His special Tony Award For King and I For being the king For for his entire life For his entire (laughs) life Uh, And in the 96 It won The best revival Of a musical um, as, As well As did In 2015 So like it's it's probably i i have yet to find i've i've done some cursory research but i can't find another musical whose revivals have consistently won yeah tony awards yeah yeah, yeah. wow um
0: <laughs> i i think a lot of that has to do with the strength of the characters in the writing mm. And the amazing design opportunities yeah. in this show. Yeah. And um, I was looking at some... Uh, I found an article called The King and I Revival's Important Message. And I thought, ah, here's a shortcut for some lessons I learned for <laughs> <to> that <segment." laughs> um, but, but it's actually mostly about the um, latest revival um, and how they... They basically started from scratch on the people's expectation, particularly around Mm. the design. So uh, what they did is make it more realistic. in a a lot of ways they went back to um looking for genuine period appropriate costuming and set designs um they made the clothes look spectacular but in a far more simplistic and natural way Mm -hmm. and um you look at photos of those designs and there's a, um, there's a Tony awards performance, I think from this production that includes uh, particularly a large group of the wives and you look at the detail in their costuming and things. And it, it's really quite amazing. And it's, it's the simplicity that has made it so beautiful. It's not garish. Yeah. And mm. I think that's what some previous productions had, you know, I, I dare not say suffered from because people loved yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they didn't... St- stripped down the cast in any way. They in fact made it bigger. They they made the orchestra a lot bigger, so the orchestration wow. sounds yeah. so lush and full. Yeah. Um, and and they really put a lot of thought into um, getting the casting right and going with the right people. It, there was no stunt casting involved in in this situation. It wasn't like oh let's get your Brenner back again. Yeah. You know, um, we want bums
3: on seats. <laughs> bums on Pick seats. Brenner. Yeah.
0: Um, so this is the production starring Kelly O'Hara, and I she's just absolutely perfect in this role. Yeah. Um, I I struggle to think of anybody who could ever have done it better. And I think that um, she's so genuine to Anna's background and and personality without making her a brash obstacle to the king. Yeah. 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 Which again, I think, is something that is is an easy go to, yeah. But she struggles throughout this whole show just as much as the king does with with that clash of culture and not being able to communicate or understand. Yep. And um, I think that's she's just perfect.
2: I think <laughs> we are edging towards some lessons we've learned.
0: Oh no, but we have to talk so much more about this. Song. Oh <laughs> my god.
2: Well, talk about it in lessons that we've learned. <laughs> no, I don't want to I which talk about it. Now. We will be going. <laughs> (laughs) To after this little piece of music. (laughs) All right. Now, whatever you wanted to say, just phrase it as a lesson, like on Jeopardy, instead of a question.
0: Um, I actually learnt the storyline, in a vague sense, of Uncle Tom's Cabin, which is a famous classic American novel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, that is used as the basis of the um, Siamese ballet. (laughs) (laughs) The the performance that the the wives and children and people put together for the English, um, which is an amazing sequence. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Beautiful choreographic moment. Classic. Um, it takes the place in the Rodgers and Hammerstein format of the dream ballet. Yes, <laughs> yes. yeah.
3: <laughs> that's what I'd written in, in my notes when I was thinking about the about the uh, the plot. Yeah. And I went, it's gotta have that either dream sequence or show within a show.
0: <laughs> and that's where it is. <laughs> and it's both. both. Yeah. <laughs> and that is why it won the Tony Award. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's
2: it's funny going back to that, like I doing my research the Tony Award for Best Revival only started being awarded in the 90s Um, so the two revivals before that were very well thought of because they kind of went on to West End and Yul Brynner won that award so like technically you could say that it always won revival, (laughs) but uh, Tony Awards only started being given in 94 which uh, for Best Revival which is something that I learned good job also Yul Brynner was played this forever like I knew that he was famous for playing it but like he did play it forever and ever he did he did Yeah. yeah
0: Um and of course Yul Brenner is the king that you see in the film. Yes. Um yes. the fifty-six film. The fifty-six yeah. film. Um <laughs> I I would have assumed Julie Andrews had played this role. In fact, <laughs> wait a minute, I've got a recording of Julie Andrews singing this role. Never played it, only did a studio recording. Just
3: recorded it. Huh. Wow. Yeah.
2: So interesting.
0: I, I learned that. I was nice. like, what? <laughs> What? When
2: when did they do a studio record? When was the studio recording that wasn't? Was it part of a show? Like, could the actors nope. just not do it? Just
0: no, they were just like I'm going to make a studio recording of The King and I with Julie Andrews. Huh.
2: All right. Who <laughs> who, sure, who, who sure. played the king? Was it Yul Brenner? Yul Brynner. <laughs> okay. So we don't know. But we can assume.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to look up who was the king. <laughs>
0: 1992 studio cast. John Musseri. Okay, okay. Mo- John Musseri. Mo- sure. sir- oh no, that he was the conductor. Wait. <laughs> ben Kingsley. <laughs> oh. It was Ben Kingsley. Wow, well, actually. I knew I've, I recognized his face. I've
3: heard that recording. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've heard it.
0: It's actually my preferred recording. Yeah. Um the wonderful thing about this recording um is that it is the complete score. Oh. Um, so the the movie soundtrack And the previous recording Had omitted some of the songs The movie soundtrack mm. in particular Omitted mm. some songs Including some um, One of Anna's solos Which I take personal exception to <laughs> Uh but it was included in in this recording in 1992, Studio Cast. There you go. All right. Yeah.
3: Well, I got I got some lessons from this. I, I like I was saying earlier, I I needed to look at this a lot more deeply than I normally do, and look at it from the outside in rather than someone who's playing a role and building where they fit within the whole story. Um, and it's it's funny because I you know having done it when I was little and then doing it again as an as an adult and just going, I, I learned just so much from the show just just the difference looking at it from a child to an adult, even. Um, but yeah, then I, I really looked at it and went, Okay, so what kind of things what kind of lessons can you take from this? And I just went, Well, obviously you gotta you can't not start with women can do anything. Like mm. Anna is a total badass. Like she, <laughs> she goes into somewhere where anyone would speak up like that, they'd probably get beaten. And she just goes, No, I'm standing my ground and I'm just gonna do it. And she But also she she does it respect. without
2: sacrificing her own definition of femininity Yeah. So like she's a strong character who knows what she wants and knows what she's about but she doesn't she doesn't shed her ideas of like what a woman is and what a woman can do to do that. Yeah. Which is usually a, a part of the story is like a woman having to take on masculine traits to achieve something beyond womanhood. Yeah. Um, Where I think that's that's Anna's big strength is like she achieves her goals through femininity.
3: Yeah. 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 And I thought... Yes, she did. And I thought <laughs> having having written it so long ago, I was like, wow, that's that's mm. actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, So, yes, yeah, so there was a little bit in there. I don't know if it's colonialism is the word but all all that all those things around The king being, he wouldn't say afraid, but afraid that the British are going to come and take over his country. Like, see, that's the
2: thing because I think this musical, while colonialism is like the threat of this musical, I don't think it's really discussed much as like what that would mean. I think this is much more of a culture clash musical where you have two equals, uh, Anna and the King, kind of discussing the different ways that their two cultures differ and
0: and particularly the morality of yeah, their cultures. Yeah. And like yeah. trying because to figure this out this is the thing. They both yeah. think they're good people doing mm. the right thing by their people. Yeah. yeah. Um but they look at each other going, "How can you treat people like that?" Yeah, and yeah. it's it's I think really it's the right thing to do. I yeah. can't actually
2: think of another musical that does it in such a way where two equal status characters have this ongoing discussion about what is right and what is wrong and uh and like the pressures of why they think that. Um, above and beyond their own logic and emotion.
0: I think one of the things to remember is that the king, and it's, it's not as present in the musical as it is in some other forms of this story, but the king wanted... An English governess. To, he wanted mm, yeah, yeah. to learn about. So he wanted his people. Yeah, this is the thing. He yeah, sort of. He just... sort of already knew these things are a bit beyond me because yeah. I have not been brought up with any of this understanding. But I want my people to be modern and and capable and yeah. scientific. He's always yes. on about this science, about science. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think
2: that's a great lesson to learn from. This is like you have to decide. To learn something You can't be forced To learn something Like the king Made the choice To like I need to learn About these things I'm going to find Someone to educate Well I want my I want my people To learn Through me And my son He was He was was, was
0: very He wanted his son To be The best king To carry their country And their culture And their world And their people Mm, Through what was Obviously a changing world Yeah And the fact that He recognised that Makes him not not the you know um, uncultured native that that
2: yeah the uncivilized brute yeah he's yeah. not
0: an uncivilized brute at all he, he was yeah. Yeah. worried about being viewed he as wants yes. education yeah, yeah. and he he wants his country to um, to grow and be you know stand on its own and, yeah and he, w-
3: he was I, I put it as he was he was progressive thinking mm. as much as he could be he was progressive growing thinking up, growing up as but a king didn't like, have gro- the resources yeah yeah, yeah to
2: well that's the thing he was progressive thinking he just didn't know what he was progressing into. Yeah. yeah. And so he had to learn what that was and, and <laughs> He also
3: had those parts that he couldn't he couldn't go, Oh, I can progress here, but I can't progress on this Yeah. Thing. So, which is one of the other lessons that I took from it, that it takes time, you know, progressive mm. values and things take time to get into place. And you see it at the end when yeah. he watches his son and his son straight away says, I don't want people bowing anymore. Mm. And he sees that, he sees that going forward into the next generation. And well, yeah. I, think,
2: I think, yeah, uh, what just said is absolutely correct. The king basically passing the torch at the end is basically him recognizing like, I can't progress any further, but I can allow my people and my my family to do that on behalf of me like there there's yeah. the, the, Im, the irresistible force <laughs> and a movable like object he, and like yeah. well the immovable object is going to remove itself yep. so that the irresistible force can do its business yeah yeah
0: yeah and i um I think that you know that scene at the end where he sees his son and he speaks to Anna for the last time, and then he passes curtain. Yeah, like <laughs> it's really hard to just turn that off and happy bows now. Let's put on some bow music and yeah. get a you know, it's it's a Mega weird, <laughs> yeah.
1: it's a weird moment.
0: Um, it's not a. It's not a traditional happy ending, but it is a positive resolution for the show, yeah. and both characters. And I both, think. Characters, and both yeah, characters. Yeah, they, they definitely made peace. Um, yeah, and to have this understanding between them that that you know he's glad that she is going to be there to help Tula mm. um take this next step, yeah. and the recognition that um, from her that he was always trying to do the best, good thing. And and yeah. that, that he was a good father and, you know, he was a good leader to his he had, people. He had lots of
3: practice being a father, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> what are their names again? Sorry. Uh, uh,
3: there's Chulalungkorn and then number two, number
0: three, etc., 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 etc. Of course, that is uh, what, the most famous quote from the King and <laughs> Really now I'm sense. sure
2: you learn you you know how to dance in hoop skirts, Miranda. Um, I or do did now. Did you learn that from this show?
0: <laughs> 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 I don't know that the sk- no. Look, when we were in rehearsal, the skirt was not a problem because I was just wearing the hoops, Mm, okay? When we got into costume (laughs) and there was a giant satin dress,
1: (laughs) a a petticoat, so
0: the hoops, the petticoat, the giant satin dress over it, suddenly there was a lot more weight. (laughs) And once you start that thing moving... (laughs) Um it makes me think of that story about Fred and Ginger. I I don't know whether you can relate to this given the um giant weight of material smacking into your legs during that <laughs> dance. Um but uh, there's a, a a beautiful famous routine that Fred and Ginger did and um Ginger Rogers is wearing a dress made out entirely of feathers. <laughs> um this just this huge long mm. skirt made yeah. of feathers. And um you know, they're filming it and <laughs> She's spinning and spinning and spinning, and the feathers are just, go just <laughs> going everywhere. And um, that that is has been documented as Fred Astaire's least favorite dance to film, even though it's this beautiful number that's gone down in history as one of their most recognizable routines. he yeah. so just breathing in feathers the whole because time. he's yeah. getting smacked yeah. in the legs with feathers and breathing them in, and just feathers everywhere. Yeah. And
3: then imagine having to dance in it. Like. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but I just. That learning, that scene was fun, but um, I think. I think we kind of got to this point where, we're like, I have no idea how many turns I've done anymore. Yeah. Um, my feet are just going in the rhythm, and we're turning, and you're moving so fast, it's really hard to just time the point at which mm. you stop.
3: Yeah, it's that release the at the end. The dancing isn't <laughs> the hard part. The
0: stopping is the hard part. And
3: and also because when that release happens, Anna just has to spin still across the stage and end <laughs> up on the one piece of scenery that's there to fall and on, and
0: casually <laughs> fall on this one specific yeah. spot. Um, Oh, I have a
1: vape.
3: Yeah, of course. Oh, falling yes. open to the audience yeah, yeah. so they can see her face gracefully.
0: Gra-
2: falling gracefully. Yeah. Yes, and the
0: dress must land perfectly to yeah. look because you can't like you have to do the rest of that very serious scene um, yeah. in that one position. That's very. We important. can't have the hoop up in your face. No. 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 Um, do you do you want a funny story about a hoop skirt that happens I, with I, the I, King and I? I f-
2: I feel we need a funny story be. about the hoop
0: skirt. So sometimes. I don't want to say all the time but specifically this one performance um I guess the bow on the the lacing through the top of the hoop skirt wasn't very secure because mm. we were in <laughs> we were in the um the scene also quite a famous scene that involves the um in the, temple the book and the writing of the letter yeah um, and it's that whole thing about um, the Anna must always be at the level oh. below the king. So, so he, you know, sits and then he bows and, and then he gets right down on the floor. And she's got to stay, you know, on his level. So there's a lot of getting up and down <laughs> yeah. and uh, weirdness things. Um, and particularly that last moment where they're lying on the floor at the end and the hoop skirt is popped up at the back <laughs> right. is is a really recognisable moment yeah. that, that yeah. the audience expects. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyway, we're partway through that scene. My hoop skirt is now halfway down my thighs. (laughs) And I'm like trying to walk with my legs wide open to stop it from going past my knees. (laughs) And it's slipping and it's slipping. I'm like, I just need to go off stage and get a pencil. Um, I didn't say that, but I can't even remember what it was that, that got me off stage. But I had to run off stage, let the hoop skirt go and jump back on. Yeah.
3: And it was it was that that was the scene that we also that we had so much troubles in rehearsals. Yes. And we <laughs> kept walking backwards and forwards and these these lines just kept almost repeating themselves. And so we just We'd go through, and then we'd either jump forward a whole heap, or we'd just go back to where we <laughs> like, had started. How did we end up here go again? <laughs> yeah. So yes, it was. It
0: was actually a confusing scene to learn. Yeah. And it's it was one of those it's one of those scenes where the 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 through thought just changes direction suddenly over and over again. Yeah. So it, it was difficult.
3: It was fun though. All right. <laughs> fun.
0: Well, it was do fun. we have any other lessons? or should we Oh, move on to there the are costing? so many lessons. Yeah. Um, don't stand in. In the way of young love. It never works out. <sighs> Just don't do it. If somebody wants to marry somebody they're in love with, don't be like, no, you that, were a gift to me from God." You are, you are literally
2: <laughs> deleting the majority of musical theatre canon right now.
0: I'm not deleting it. I'm just saying don't do it. It won't
2: happen. If no one stands in in the in front of Young Love, the musicals don't happen. West Side Story? Okay. Oh, no, I, I said, guess. where is the story? Oh.
3: <laughs> yeah, West Side Story.
2: They just get married, I guess.
1: <laughs> that's true. And, but that's,
0: end of but that's my point. Yeah. You know, that's all of those musicals are trying to teach you that lesson. Just don't do it. They love each other. Leave them be.
2: I look. I'm I'm not. I'm not going to say no.
0: Um, Education is key.
2: Yeah. Mm. I, that's that's the main thing about this whole show is like if you don't expose yourself to other thoughts you're not going to be a fully rounded person yeah yeah.
0: that's a good way of putting it thank,
3: thank you very um, succinct you can tell in the way that we all just went quiet Sane's yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> advice everyone is to expose yourself to more <laughs> just um, yeah to other people's ideas and thoughts and ways
2: of viewing the world yeah. okay right. not just um, expose yourself. try not to expose yourself to too many um, make American make America great again, <laughs> um, <Ideas. laughs> people, but you know, like one just to figure out why that is a problem.
0: Yeah, well, I think that um, the King slash Brenner made the made the good choice instead of building a wall. He yeah. he introduced and invited in education and yep. knowledge and freedom of thought. Take that, Trump. Take that, <laughs> Trump. <laughs> In your face. Trump needs to sit down and watch the King and I. He needs to have sat
3: you know down and watched <laughs> the King and I a while ago. He'd be sitting there going, the King was right all along. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately. <Yeah. laughs> Who is this Anna lady? Get rid of it. Oh, no. Oh, no. I learned on a completely not serious topic that the simple polka can be received as well as dancing your heart out
2: yes yeah. well uh, I, th- I think that scene is not so <laughs> much about the technicality of the dance it's no, about the it's, it's meaning the f- and the passion and the, uh, yeah, the, moment, of them the moment of it. connecting yeah. and coming together and, that, and that also one her dress is pretty damn amazing <laughs> like. and, and also just like that, that on. one
3: moment where none of their battle mm. is involved they're, yeah. they're just yeah. completely he's just King Mongat what, Mon, I can't Long even code. remember how to pronounce it <laughs> and she is just and they are just two people having yep. a dance and having a hell of a good time yeah uh, yeah. Yes.
2: I mean, it's definitely a euphemism, right? It's an allegory that dance, right? Definitely, it has to be. You're both looking <laughs> at me with these like no daring headlines. No yeah. one No <sighs> It has to be. It's all unwritten, so Yeah. It's one of those. It's
3: one of those ones where they just go, "Take from it what you will." That's
2: <laughs> that's the point of an allegory to give you plausible deniability. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Other lessons, or shall we move on yeah, to cast? That was. Oh, it's gone. Okay. Well, if it comes back, you can write in on social media.
0: Okay. Thank you, Zane. (laughs) What? I'm sorry. Just while the music was playing, (laughs) I glanced down at, at this this notes page that's open and it says Rogers and Hammerstein initially sought Rex Harrison to play the the support. Okay. This is the second amazing part. Supporting part of the King. The King is the supporting role. How do you feel? (laughs) Um, Rex Harrison. Look, Culturally inappropriate. Yeah, but also 1950s. Like,
2: so like there are much, <laughs> there are much bigger problems in musical theatre at that time than Rodgers and Hammerstein trying to make uh, Rex Harrison the King of Siam. Um, um, Rex <laughs> Harrison that didn't happen.
0: Rex Harrison played the King of Siam in a 1946 movie, also based on the book that had nothing to do with the musical. Yep. Unfortunately, unfortunately he was yeah. not available, and we're all grateful. Yeah, that unfortunately is a
1: editorial. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> your Brenner isn't
0: much better, but. Rex Harrison! I think, Harrison. <laughs> I think your, your
2: Brenner brings something to the role outside of him being Yul Brenner. Yeah. I think Rex Harrison in that role is just Rex, Rex, Rex Harrison, Rex. Harrison <laughs> in that role <laughs> without shoes on, I guess. Yes, that's it, no shoes I, um, I,
1: I on. Yeah. So, I mean,
2: <laughs> anyway, do, we have, do we have Dreamcast for King? I don't.
3: I don't I, have Dreamcast for King. I don't. But because he's already been taken, and I, like always, grow, growing up, I used to see actors, and I go, "Gee, I reckon that person would be good to do that show, and that mm. person would be." And I saw Ken Watanabe from Japan, who I thought when I saw him in the Last Samurai, I went, mm. "Oh, that guy would be really good as the king," and then he was the king and took it from it's me. Good so to be it the took king. it from me before I even knew this was going to be something that I needed to think of. <laughs> I'll let you have it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, I mean, yeah, I'm like, saying that on behalf of KB, who isn't here, but I'll let you have it.
2: <laughs> the guests are always allowed to cast whoever I they know. want. Um, Ken Watanabe is probably my pick for my favorite king, even though like I haven't really sat down and listened to all the different recordings. Yeah. Um, my dream cast for Anna is Julie Andrews. I didn't know that she did a studio recording. She's I just, done a studio. Recording. I just thought that she hadn't done it, and I was like, "This is," uh, I think. A young Julie Andrews yeah. I mean it is It's very interesting that you Deleted Sound of Music While talking about <laughs> and I. There's kind of a lot of parallels there yeah. um, Absolutely yeah. is yeah. Except yeah. there's no wedding Except there's no wedding, no wedding. Yeah. Or Nazis <laughs> Or Nazis, <laughs> or Nazis. <laughs> so. Well the British are the, the British Nazis. kind of I'm Yeah, oh. yeah, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> A little <laughs> Yeah
0: A little Um. Oh, look I was excited to see The movie The Anna and the King Anna and the Mm. King With the more recent one Had Oh God
3: Yun Fat That one And Jodie
0: Foster Jodie Foster As Anna And I looked at it And I went Oh, yeah Jodie Foster Mm. As Anna I was totally on board And I didn't hate the movie Okay, well That's a
2: mediocre recommendation (laughs) It
0: needed more songs But (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough Yeah um, Did they so get I a chance know. to do the poker? Can polka? she sing? Because I'd be happy for I her. I don't her. think she can. Okay, well never I f- mind. I
2: feel like I've heard her try to sing and it's like Nicole Kidman levels. Like she oh. can carry a tune but she doesn't have a lot of power.
0: Oh, I just had an awful thought about Nicole Kidman playing Anna. In the-
2: I <laughs> think I think in a different timeline there is a reality where Nicole Kidman might have played Yep, at Anna in the King and I, like a couple of years after Moulin Rouge, if it had been made, I can oh. definitely see that. <laughs> um, I, definitely at the time, yeah. I don't think Zac Efron's in this musical.
0: <laughs> uh, look, I yes, he is um, as the the old, old flame, flame, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who oh, is actually a friend okay. of Anna's? Anna is a widow, yeah. Um, just in case we hadn't brought that up, uh, Anna is a widow, and a, f- a friend of her husband, her now dead husband, is like, Oh, hey, oh, oh, hey, Anna, <laughs> haven't seen you in a while. When he turns up to Siam, like, I mean, yeah. you, you lay you... off it. That's your friend's ex, like, your dead friend's wife.
2: You judge <laughs> that, but then you also really like Bridgerton, and it is all about those little incestuous friend groups of like, Oh, I'm courting, and I'm courting as well, and we're both best friends, and she's choosing me. Oh, no, she chose. It was the other chap.
0: Have you watched Bridgerton?
2: Uh, look, I breezed over it a couple times.
0: Yeah, no, that's not exactly how it happens. <laughs> but I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I still think it was rude. And Anna doesn't like it. Anna's like, mm, yeah, cool story. Okay, bye. Oh, yeah, yeah no,
2: of course. Like, uh, yeah. especially Anna wouldn't be about it. No.
0: Anyway, but I think Zach could play that role. I mean, fair. Like that's a he only has to pop in in the second act. Yeah, Yeah. he can be a sailor in the beginning, which I think would be nice. (laughs) He can pull some ropes about.
3: (laughs) Running with like the 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 short sleeves and yeah, 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 nice. I mean, sure. Like we
2: let's just objectify him a little bit more. No, just in the first act. Now that he's definitely (laughs) listening to us because he's in the country. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. (laughs) <laughs> um, any any other any other must haves for the cast?
0: Um, you know what the the role of um, oh gosh <laughs> the king's right hand man? Yep, the Kralahome. The Kralahome. I want to see that made a comedic role. I want to see a comedian step in and, and take on that role with and just give it a little bit more of an edge of Ken I'm am a ridiculous person, <laughs> right? <laughs> Ken Jung as the Kralahome. <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah
3: I was looking at that
1: as an option
0: because he he is a very serious character mm. in in mm. the sense of you know he doesn't he doesn't want this education and change here. Yeah. he's very um, he's, he's British he's been from the, the other side of things yeah but yeah. that's the thing he's so British
3: yeah yeah <laughs>
2: I mean I, I think John Regis- Cleese as
0: John Cleese
3: gets him to walk off the boat you can walk this way and <laughs> <laughs> goose step yes. <them> off yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oof.
2: I mean, I mean that's the thing. Roger and Hammerstein write authoritarianism in one way, and that is a British way. Yes. So I think that's the translation issue of translation there. Yeah.
0: I do think it's weird in the writing that the Crayle isn't more subservient to the king, Mm. Mm. Um, because he's he demands it of everybody else that they're subservient to the king, but he himself is not. You know, rushing in and laying on the ground. We've all met that person. Yeah, we have. (laughs) It's, It's basically like. The Jafar. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I more kind of feel that he was. He was probably there when the king's father was the king, mm. and that yeah, he yeah. and he represents that old school mentality, that old school part of the king that he can't let go of. Yeah, yeah. kings th- come
2: and go, but the Crowler home's forever.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> pretty much.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh my well, yeah, gosh! I've never reached, looked at it he like was,
3: that. Yeah, he's still the Crowler home when the <laughs> prince, when the prince takes over. All right. Easy, well,
2: let yeah. let's take a short break and we'll come back with top fives. What top five list would you put it on, Miranda?
0: Top five in inverted commas Oriental musicals. No. I, w- I would say
2: exotic musicals, and by and I They're, don't I don't mean to take away from the Asian setting. I mean musicals that are set in a place that's meant to be other. Yeah.
0: I don't mean specifically set in Asia. Yeah. I mean there was a a bout of shows where that the Oriental style oh, the aesthetic. and aesthetic yeah. became very popular. Okay, and um, I this this is sort of at the end of that era mm. of of shows, um, and and really I think the fascination with that probably started even back at turn of the century, mm. but it had hit this very popularized period in the 40s, and um, I, it's a very classic representation of that. Less mm. so in the more recent revival, which is good news tick. Yeah, yeah. good news
2: yeah. tick. Good news. Thank you. Tick. Um, I uh, see. I. I I honestly probably going to put Yul Brynner in top five iconic characterizations. Yes. Like yeah. if you think of the king, you think of Yul Brynner. Yeah. Yes. The end. The end. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I, I do. I do like Ken Watanabe's... King, but when you say the king, your brain You're is the one that comes to him. mind. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe Adina Menzel as Bar is on that list. <laughs> oh my god, because Adina if... Menzel yeah. never played the king <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. straight away. No, <laughs> so.
0: I would watch
2: that show. Um, <laughs>
0: But even so, Idina Menzel's Elphaba is, is a character, is a type that has yeah. been constantly recast in that role, which yeah. is what also happens um, with The King and I. But it's really what identifies her character, I would say, is actually her in that makeup and that look and that i think it's more connected to that style than specifically i mean her?
2: even watching even when it came to brisbane and we watched the show watching the characterization like i got a lot of adina from just the way that it was presented by somebody else
0: yeah okay. in the
2: show and like you could pick the differences but like yeah that being said like when i think Adi- when i think elphaba i think adina menzel yeah, in a, yeah. and that might just be same. me yeah um No, no, that's the
0: same. And he he really did, having done the the film too, and so many productions. He really did set up. This is what the character is is and does. This is how he behaves, how he stands, how he you know.
3: People expect it done a certain way.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and I don't think anyone's going back to research footage of original Kings of Siam. Not that that would exist, but you know, people take that as is what it needs. Yeah. This yeah. that stance that he does with the broad legs yeah. and the hands <laughs> yeah. on his hips in fists. Yeah. It's so it.
2: Um what what would you say if I was to put it on the top 5 like Accidentally sensitive. <laughs> <musical>? <laughs> well, I
0: don't think it was acc- This is what I'm saying, and um, you know, when you consider that there were um, script treatments mm. that Rodgers and Hammerstein had written that were taken out of the original because they they were being too political yeah, or yeah, too, yeah. you know, and then put back in now that we're saying no, that is the point they were making. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't think it was accidental.
2: Well, yeah, I know that the the intention was to examine, like, Culture Clash, um, which is another top five, top five Culture Clash musicals. Um, But but I think just the fact that, like, they have other texts that are less sensitive than this leads me to believe that whether it was them specifically or just the team that had creative input or the people were saying, no, that's too political, that sort of thing, Mm. despite those... Things it did come out more sensitive than perhaps <laughs> they were intending, or at least it held up better. Um,
0: it has held up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I don't, I don't know what else goes on that list.
0: <laughs> there's <laughs> some, there's some controversy in this show about a song that's performed by the wives when they're being dressed yeah. in the, um, in the English, in the Western um, gear, and uh, the head wife sings the song along with the other ladies about um how ridiculous it is basically yeah, yeah. and uh they do a lot of making fun of oh you know these cute little asian women um wearing hoop skirts and they don't know how to walk in heels and yeah. and things and yeah. um and and calling it ridiculous and making fun of it and there's a there's a lot of people who think oh that song is so inappropriate and it should yeah. be removed from the show and um, but it's it's very specifically making, making that on, point yeah. of <laughs> yeah. saying yeah. this is ridiculous that we've yeah. that we have to do that, this that or that we we're doing do that. This, yeah. And in fact Lady Tiang doesn't. Mm. She doesn't dress in that stuff. Mm. She you know. Um, so that's Western People Funny is the name of that song. And um, it, it's in a sense parodying, but also not just being yeah. really outright and saying. I think it's
2: a parody of the makeover. Yeah, that of yeah. what came to be called a makeover. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But but saying you know, Western people came into these exotic cultures and went, oh, aren't they funny? They're doing all yeah. these funny little things. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you know she's saying Western people do all these all weird these funny, funny little, little things. things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So the purpose of that song and is entirely to say to sh- shine the mirror. Yeah. 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 And I I would never take that song out of the show. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that the that song isn't in the movie mm-hmm. um is because you know it was a bit it was a, a bit yeah. offensive, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm yeah. thinking maybe it was viewed as offensive to westerners.
3: Possibly. Yeah, When I they took it they out of the like movie, it. they were
0: like, oh, this is a part of the storyline that we Was don't it? need because yes. it's the part where...
3: It points out our, <laughs> <Yeah>. our
2: casual <laughs> yeah. racism. Yeah. Right? I <laughs> think it's calling it, out racism. It, I think it definitely is meant to do that. I think it could, depending on the way that that way scene is done. portrayed, it could definitely depending make fun on of the way, people singing it. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, uh, top five shows <laughs> that need to be performed... Top five with proper
2: intention. shows, yeah, because yeah. yeah. like <laughs> yeah. this show does have a lot of nuance. Because a lot of very much musicals are like, this is the story <laughs> and this is the message. Yeah, they just sledgehammer um, you with it. Yeah. <laughs> whereas this is like, the more you dig, you'll find a different layer of like intention and message, and yeah. and de- again, depending on your interpretation and where you're from, you'll you'll view it in a different way. Yeah. And yeah. I
3: think that goes back to what you were saying at the start, Miranda, when you you found that review that that was talking about it and saying that they. I've, you know they've they've come at it from a different perspective and, and yeah. approached it in a different way, trying to make it yeah, more real.
0: Yeah, um, that article describes it as it initially says you know it's remembered as a lush and exotic large scale musical about an improbable romance, but this musical is not about romance or love. In actuality, it is a battle between sexism and racism, a battle which no one wins. Mm-hmm. And that um yeah, I I think that's that's an interesting take on it, and to have started from that point and said it this is a story about people and culture yeah um, w- would make a very different production to somebody coming in and saying this is a story about a king and a teacher this is the story
2: yeah. of a widowed teacher who finds <laughs> herself
3: whisked away to
0: foreign that's right yeah
2: yeah um, any any other top five
3: well I I would have put it in a, a top five of possibly needs an update but it's more along those same lines of that it's, it's the treatment
0: yeah, it's not text, necessarily... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, so. the book is really good... Mm. I don't say that about a lot of Rodgers and Hammerstein shows. It's true. Top five Rodgers and Hammerstein.
2: I was wondering yeah, if you were yeah. going to put it on there. I I don't have strong opinions about what goes on there, but yeah, I, I think it's definitely this is, on there. This is probably close to the top for me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. I also really love the movie of this film of this. The movie. <laughs> yeah. of this I love form. the film of, film of the movie <laughs> of the show. Um. So I I think um I think that the movie does a really good job of keeping the spirit of message. Of the show, mm. um, which the movie of Oklahoma did not do. Just that. <laughs> so top five um, conversions to film, maybe From stage, maybe
3: this is it's definitely on one of my top five. Just personal, mm. I love it. I've yeah. always loved it. It's, it's always going to be in the top five somewhere. There's a special it place depends. for your
0: first show. Yeah, There's exactly. always a special <laughs> place. Exactly. Yeah,
2: it's true. That's actually true. Like, my first show is not necessarily a very well thought of show, but I love it. <laughs> the end. Mac and Mabel.
0: I think a lot of people who have done Mac mm. and Mabel really love it. It's but we're talking
2: is- about King and I, Roger and Hammerstein. Yeah. Any other top five lists? Are there um, any songs in the show that should be on top five lists? Ooh. Like Getting to Know You?
0: Getting to Know You is very well known, um, particularly in our Getting to Know You segment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there is a look. The music in it. the <laughs> ballet sequence mm-hmm. is somehow my favourite song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So the 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 music throughout that performance includes vocals, mm-hmm. singing, um, and a lot of vocal percussion, and and those vocalists play um, some percussive instruments. And the way the music of that whole section is put together and um, and runs. A long like tells the story of that. Yeah, I I think is is also well done and wonderful to listen to and beautiful to watch and that whole moment in the show is spectacular and it's meant to be spectacular. Yeah. Um. At first, I I was very I objected uh, to having to sit on stage to watch it (laughs) because I don't like that idea of having to sit and be watched watching something. Yeah. But also, I really just would rather be off stage. Yeah. Just relaxing for... How long is that ballet? Oh, it
3: feels like an hour. 20, 20, <laughs> 20, 20 It's 20-something uh, minutes. Yeah.
0: At least 20-something minutes. It's like
3: half the act, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Um, and to just sit there that whole time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, felt like... In rehearsal, it felt like a chore. Yeah. It felt like a oh my god, I could be off getting a drink of water, a cup of tea, or. um, But once once you're in that you costume and you're in you're sitting and then you just get to sit down. You get the pleasure of sitting and watching it every night. Um, I I really appreciated that moment in the show.
3: Yeah, I was exactly the same. I was like, oh god, why do we have to do this? But yeah, then being able to sit and watch it, I was like, yes, this is great. Yeah. And it's funny, like that was so as I was growing up I was always like what would I want to do play the king or be is it King Simon in the in the ballet and I thought oh especially growing up as a dancer I was yeah. always like oh that's what I want to do I want to do that one <laughs> so, <laughs> but no I decided to chase the king instead
0: <laughs> good job um, I do also quite like um, the king's puzzlement which then um, Louis and Prince Tutor that of, is McCorn that is the Rex Harrison number of that's the, the show um,
2: like that th- 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 even when your are <laughs> is doing it like i can just i can hear rex harrison doing it at the same time
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah that's a it's a good number clever yeah, lyrics and, and stuff yeah
2: yeah all right well is that at the end of top 5s
0: guess yeah yeah
2: well that's the end of the show so <gasps> oh, thank you very much for bringing you bringing want it to king be and over. I. <laughs> <laughs> well i i didn't want to i didn't want to push you too much cuz i know you love the show but we are over an hour <laughs> oh so. no i'm sorry <laughs> i'm, gonna I'm sorry everyone i'm going
3: to have post depression after this all over again
2: (laughs) well is is there anything coming up for you that you would like to plug or oh look
3: I would love to be plugging stuff that I'm doing but unfortunately because of my knee um, of
1: course yeah.
3: people people may not know I've just had surgery on my knee Um, I'm out for a little while but my tap group is doing a performance in Ipswich for it's called Switch Summer Sounds on the 30th of January um, at the Ipswich Civic Centre in the early evening Um, and also like we're always at Eat Street. So yeah, awesome. If anyone's keen, just keep an eye out on either our Facebook page, those tap guys, or on Eat Street's. Facebook page they always tell people when we're on
1: excellent and if you want to
2: find out more about us you can find us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram send us an email at Podcast at gmail.com if you have any corrections or strong opinions that you would like to share (laughs) Um, we love corrections but we already
3: threw out Sound of Music so Uh, (laughs) so
2: that's true Uh, we we didn't we didn't you know uh, we didn't uh, rake uh, any muck over Julie Andrews this episode so I'm sure we'll be fine um, and if you want to become one of the best people in the entire world become a patron of ours at patreon.com forward slash musicals told me everything I know and you'll get
0: some extra content just for you I will sing you the entirety of the score of <laughs> The King of <laughs> Randy and I are just going to record it now.
2: Uh, okay, Is good. that okay? Do Is that it. Allowed? No, please do it uh, because uh, we are still a long way away from me dancing uh, the Necronomicon.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh,
2: do that. Uh, if you want to find out... Uh, or listen to any of the other shows that we've already done, which is about 170 of them, you can find us on iTunes and Spotify and give us a rating and review. And until next time, keep talking and watching and listening to musicals, everyone. Thank you very much, It. Thank you. Thank you very much, Miranda.
0: My pleasure.
2: I've been Dancy C. Weber. Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: Bye.